Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Love to hear it. And the next website you guys should visit is gunspot.com. Be sure to visit them for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best, one of the best parts about their website, there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you visit their website. Be sure to do so at gunspot.com. And while you're strapped up, saddle up, and a nicer, newer ride from Roper Kia, don't forget to mention us for $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride in a, such a just easy, hassle-free buying experience. Some of us are going through right now. Yeah, we, uh, we are. <laughs> and we is me. <laughs> yeah. I've told the story before. One of my daughters thought that there was only one car shop in the whole world. She's not completely wrong. It's the only place that I buy my vehicles. Uh, definitely check them out. Look at their inventory online again. And if they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it and mention us at Mike Up for $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. And then once you get that new car, you're going to need your oil change and your tire service, of course. So go and get that taken care of right here at Downtown Lube in Joplin, Missouri on 1st in Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. And now let's get into some football talk. And it's, uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, I've been, I've been sick. Hey, me too, man. I, I'm not going to just let you... Sit there by yourself over there on the sick train because I was right next to you. I was I, not good last week. Like the weather change of last week hit hard. And I don't get allergies. And I think we've even talked about this on the show before. I don't get allergies. But I will get a really bad cold mm-hmm. once a year. Usually it hits in like November. However, it's cold in Missouri this time of year. Like today was like 80 and it felt like 100. But yeah. I mean, we had days last week in the 40s, and it kicked my ass, and I could barely talk on Thursday. <laughs> Today is one of those days that happens in October where everyone plans to go to the pumpkin patch because, like, yes. ooh, the weekend before uh-huh. Halloween, it's been cool and chilly lately, let's go. And you show up there in your little fall outfit that's cute. You got your layers on with your flannel, and you're sweating your ass off in the pumpkin patch yep. and the petting zoo because it's fucking 85 degrees. happens to me every year, except this year. I didn't go. I was like, forget <laughs> about it. Not going to happen. I, I would love to see you at the pumpkin patch this year. <laughs> Dude, I love pumpkin patch. I'll be honest. I love that shit. Really? I yeah. don't think I went last year. I have two daughters, so a little different for me. They're getting yeah. to a point to where they're not super into that kind of stuff. Like they don't, they're not going to jump in the pile of corn or whatever. They're yeah, they're in that middle age of like it was cool as a kid, but now they're like, I don't want to go this with my parents. But it's going to be cool in another like four or five years when they go with the boy that they got a crush on. Yeah, I don't think it's going to take that long. Probably not. I mean, I'm not going to let them out of the room. But, uh, yeah, we are going to talk about some football, a little basketball today, too, and then our top five scary movies, which Ooh. I'm very excited about. I think instead of doing the pumpkin patch thing, I'm going to do the haunted houses this year. I've been talking about them. Shit. I need to find one that's good for me and them. Because <laughs> you've sat with me through a scary movie. I don't get super scared, but I am a jumpy person. Yeah, and I didn't know that going into the movie. So and, yeah, if I half if the I get time scared. of me in the scary movie is like when I get in a situation like that where I know it's just a movie, I'm not trying to react, but I just like freeze, and I'm just like, God damn, 
Like I'm that. Like that's my like scared in a movie theater. I'm a I'm a shouter. Yeah, I, you are. I, I yeah. cuss. He's a, a screamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I'll walk out of the movie just fine. It's like that has no lasting effect on me. But we'll talk about some of our scary movies too. Um, let's get into the football talk though. Christian McCaffrey was the biggest news of last week, getting traded. Uh, there had been a lot of rumors. Uh, I think a lot of the rumors that we were hearing were even the Buffalo Bills, that that was going to be a real possibility for them. And then the 49ers kind of swoop in and, and mm-hmm. steal him away. I, I understand this move for the 49ers, and I actually, it was a couple years ago, I said the 49ers should draft a running back in the first round. I honestly, I think I said they should have drafted Jonathan Taylor because he would have been perfect for, for that oh, offense. Amazing. And a lot of 49ers fans were like, no, don't spend that high of a draft pick. We can make it happen at running back with anyone. So this is me patting myself on the back. Should have drafted Jonathan Taylor. Yep. And their running back issues have just been present. And now they get Christian McCaffrey. He didn't play much today. I know that he got traded late in the week. So even in the tweet about the show, I said he was a ghost today. But he was. I mean, he did not play much. I know they came out and they said he was going to have, like, packages. I thought he was going to play more than he did. Yeah, I feel like it was the second quarter they just pretty much took him out. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember didn't seeing see him, much of him after. I don't remember seeing him at all, really, in the second half, to be honest. And that's mm-hmm. kind of when Kansas City was able to just take over defensively, get after Jimmy Garoppolo uh, on the blitzes, you know, key off some of his mistakes that he's kind of known for in those, you know, just straight-up passing situations. Chief defense says, okay, we can get after this guy, force him to make a bad decision, and the Chiefs offense finally exploded today. Um, I know we got to see it a couple weeks ago, but I felt like today was really more of a turning point because we saw the receivers – have their big moments. It Two wasn't receivers go over 100 yards. Yep, and it wasn't Travis Kelsey. And Juju Smith-Schuster had over 100 yards receiving last week, and he did this week as well. And so it's just one of those situations where you say, you look at it, you're like, okay, hey, receivers are coming around. Everything is looking good. It's clicking for mm-hmm. Kansas City. So if you're a fan of the Chiefs like us, you're loving what you're seeing right now, especially after the tough loss last week. Right, and with the 49ers, you know, making that move for Christian McCaffrey, it was an aggressive move. It was a let's go for it in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And then they come out and they get their ass kicked today. <laughs> uh, that's that's a tough loss. I know it's not in the NFC, and they don't have Christian McCaffrey playing uh, fully yet, but it's still it's a bad loss. And it, maybe it was a little bit of a joke, but, you know, a lot of people upset with Jimmy G. Again, I saw some people you know, wanting to get Brock Purdy some more reps in there. I don't think that they still want that. I think it was a joke. But it's the 49ers might be good in the NFC, but I think it shows that there is a huge gap between what being good in the AFC looks like and what being good in the NFC looks like this year. Oh, I mean, without a doubt. Like You look at the game last week for the Chiefs, and I don't mean to just stick with the Chiefs, but the Chiefs-Buffalo uh, Bills game, like that was – it was a Super Bowl right here in the middle of the year. Like, it was just so much fun to watch. And the week before that, you know, the Raiders are playing close. They come up with a win today against Houston as well. So, you like to see that. And then you look at, you know, what we thought was going to be the best division in football in the AFC West. Uh, the Chargers lose today, and so do the Broncos. I know the Broncos were without Russell Wilson. But it's like, man, those two teams just can't seem to figure it out. Right. The Raiders beat the uh, Texans today, though. So, I mean, I don't know how much praise we're going to give them. But, yeah. <laughs> the NFL has been so wild this year. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit, too. Um, let's go to the Panthers, though, because I do want to talk about them. They are a very popular team right now. They were the first team to fire their coach. And now it looks like they might have some more guys even on the trade block. And even watching them today, they get the win today with P.J. Walker at quarterback. I don't know that that's something that's going to stick, but I'd like to see this guy out there. I liked him in college at Temple, and now seeing him get some actual reps with Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield out. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that I kind of find myself rooting for. Yeah, and I mean, 
you know, you look at PJ Walker and Tyler Heineke or Taylor Heineke, excuse me, mm-hmm. starting quarterback for Washington. They both from the XFL. That's going to be coming back in the spring. I think a lot of people might be forgetting that. But if you're the XFL, you love to see it. But if you're those two guys, I'm happy to see them win. And PJ Walker, it just it seemed like a different Panthers team today. And it's the fact that you beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, which and I don't want to take away from the Panthers because like I'm happy that you won. But it's almost too. It's like what is going on in Tampa? It's a, to me, it's almost like the Panthers didn't win this game. The Buccaneers lost it. If that makes sense. No, that makes complete I, sense. I don't know what is going on in Tampa Bay. <laughs> the Giselle stuff. I know you're convinced she's a witch. She is. She said it herself. I'm just her words. This. I'm not saying that you're wrong <laughs> because things are rapidly falling apart in Tampa, and Tom Brady does not look. Good. The offensive line is letting you know people get to him. Mm-hmm. The the running game is almost non-existent now. It, Brady's he's looking old. I I think time might have finally caught up with him. And the thing with Tom Brady in his career, though, too, is that we got to realize he's always had a solid offensive line. Mm-hmm. It's never been you know the best. It's never been great, but it's been solid. It's been good enough for him to get the ball out of his hand and let the playmakers make plays. That is what Tom Brady's always had. They do not have that because they've dealt with so many injuries this mm-hmm. year. And it didn't help when their guard retired. It didn't help when their starting center got injured. He's out for the year. And you're bringing in all these new guys to play, and they're dropping like flies too. So it's just – it is not looking good for Tampa. And that's another thing with the NFC. Mm-hmm. You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now sitting sitting at 3-4. and four. And another team that's also really struggling, the Green Bay Packers lost to the Washington Commanders. You mentioned Heineke. He's a quarterback of that team. He beat the Packers today, 23-21. to 21. Yeah, I mean, he he beat them. Like, he made some great throws. Or I shouldn't even say great because, you know, that word can be taken out of context. Well, he made some really clutch throws. Huh? The one, the touchdown to McLaren was a great throw. Yes. And he, he made a lot of tough throws and tough situations to Terry McLaurin um, to let him, you know, be in a position to make the right play. And he did. And it's like, okay, if you're Washington, why are you, putting, why are you even thinking about putting Carson Wentz back? Right, I mean, really, he's like, going to be just, out like for a Taylor's, while. I feel like Taylor's going to be the guy the rest of the year. I'm sorry, I just if I'm out on Carson Wentz, <laughs> you, you don't that's it. Do it's over. Noises? His career, his career's done. I think it probably is. I think this was his last chance, and I do think that Carson Wentz took some unfair criticism from his head coach. That's just that's tough to be a head coach and to come out and shit on your starting quarterback. And uh, I mean, he legitimately said, "What's the difference between you and the other teams in this conference?" No hesitation, quarterback. So, I mean, that's a little bit rough. But I I would maybe roll out there with Heineke for the rest of the year. I mean, you know who Carson Wentz is. You probably know who Tyler Heineke is, too. But it's almost like a tanking, but not tanking on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know that they would be any worse with Heineke at quarterback. I mean, it, and it might take? be that spark that you kind of need in the locker room. Maybe, this, maybe you could win more games with Heineke. Yeah. Team, the offense seems to rally around him. I was going to say, like with Carson Wentz, a lot of people said that the Eagles, uh, his teammates didn't like him, mm-hmm. didn't like Carson Wentz. He seemed like he'd be a pretty likable guy, but there are reports and rumors out there that he's not well-liked, in, uh, at least in that Philadelphia locker room. I don't know about the Colts last year or this year with yeah. the Commanders, but maybe rolling out there with Heineke and you know, P.J. Walker will help for some of these teams. But I, I do think that it is just absolutely wild what is happening with the Packers and the Buccaneers this year, both of them at three and four, and both first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks <laughs> looking old and pretty bad this and year. 
and that's the other thing too with Rodgers is he he did have moments of looking bad and old today, but at the same time it was like he's still making the right throws. He just he doesn't have anybody that he can trust. He doesn't have that Devontae Adams coming down for a jump ball, you know what I mean? Or you know, diving and laying out for it and then coming down with a catch. We saw Amari Rogers have I, there was one deep throw where he had it where it looked like they're on the same page. Rodgers make the throw. Rodgers has it right in his hands. Boom, drops it. You know, makes the dive. Can't keep it. And it's like, well, there's the drive. It stalls out. And then the last play of the game looked like it was close. Also looked like Aaron Rodgers got murdered. It also threw the ball forward. Yes. <laughs> How are you going to be 90 years old and not know that rule? <laughs> I, I, I can't uh, see straight. And with the, I didn't watch the Packers game. I do like the red zone channel, and I just watch every game. Why are they not running the football more? I have no idea. Because the one play that they did have with Rodgers, where Aaron Rodgers threw a touchdown, it was to Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, it was a great play by Jones. He jumped up in, you know, in the red zone, or excuse me, in the end zone between two defenders, comes down with a boom, great play. Mm-hmm. Well, and he had you the other AJ one. Dillon, the touchdown like, was a screen play yes. to Aaron Jones, too. And like you have A.J. Dillon. Run the ball. No, he got you four carries studs. today. I drafted him in fantasy thinking, like, He's going to be the guy this year. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, a, they're just not going to run the football this year. 12 a, carries for the Packers today. That's, that's it. it. Eight for Jones, four for Dylan. Got to take over the run game. You got to establish the run. Yep. Run the damn ball. Well, what are you doing, LaFleur? I don't know. Suck it, LaFleur. Enough with the trick plays, Burt. Run the ball. <laughs> yes. I. Uh, that's been the theme of watching football this weekend. <laughs> Like, why? Why? Just run the ball. You have a really good running back. Give him the ball. I mean, you got multiple of them if you're Green Bay, mm-hmm. so it's double run the ball. Yeah. I didn't it, know this. A.J. Dillon, bald. I saw it today on the broadcast. I had no idea. Has he always been bald? I think he keeps it shaved pretty close. Today was crisp, clean, bald. Was it? I, yeah. think that he, I think he's bald by choice. I don't know. Yeah, same. same. I, you're right. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, how about some other trade candidates? So we were talking about the Panthers. I, I think that Brian Burns is the one that has been getting a lot of attention. Uh, talking to some buddies earlier today, it sounds like that might be two first-round picks to get Brian Burns. To me, that's going to be a no. Um, yeah, that's a little too much. He's, he's a really good pass rusher, but you can find pass rushers. Maybe not to the caliber of Brian Burns. You can find some guys. Yeah, and I mean – uh, let's. What do you think Brian Burns is worth? A Trade player value? in the third, yeah, or strictly draft picks? I, I think it would depend on the team. Do you know? It, I mean, if it were the Chiefs, if it's the Bills, giving up a first round pick, you probably know that's going to be in like late twenties, thirties, probably. Mm-hmm. So, like giving up a first round pick for them probably wouldn't be that bad of a deal. Or, you know, if you're the Eagles and you're sitting there and you're pretty good, maybe you want to up your pass rush. Maybe you can do it that way. I would think a first and a third or maybe even two twos would be fair. But he's also he's a pretty young player. Mm-hmm. He's due to be paid next year. Mm-hmm. Which I think takes down his value yes. a little bit because you are – I mean, you can't negotiate that contract mid-year like this. You're not going to – Especially on a new team like that, or mm-hmm. even right now with the Panthers, especially in this situation of yeah, well, Panthers I was going to have a fire. I don't remember what much. Von Miller went for last year. I, Brian Burns, I think, is better right now than Von Miller. Yeah, I don't remember. It was like a two. I think it might have been a three. You know, or you know, but again, he's he's a little bit older. 
He's also a little bit more established. But I, I think that Brian Burns, I would like to see him get traded to a better team just so we can see it. Um, I don't know what team that would be. It was a second and a third. We were both right. So what the Rams gave up last year for Von Miller. Yeah, yeah if you're going to give up a second and a third for Von Miller, I think it's got to be a first and a third, like a, maybe a pretty decent third. And honestly, if I'm a team like the Eagles and I, I'm a team like the Chiefs or the Bills, yeah, see, I'm pulling the trigger on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going to gun spots. Like, boom. Yep. Or, you know, how about another? How about the Giants? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they need pass rush help. Or like the Ravens. The Ravens are a team that drafts so well that you might want to hold on to your picks. Mm-hmm. Or, or you might say, hey, we're really good at drafting. We'll get somebody in the second round. We can give up a first <laughs> and a third. So I don't know. But like the Giants, I just pulled up the standings. I'm like, what really good teams could use pass rush help? And I can't help but look at the Giants, who are sitting there at 6-1 and one right now. Are the Giants real? They have to be at this point. I, I've been doubting them the whole time. But they are 6-1. and one. Yeah. Again, they haven't beat a lot of great teams. Uh, they did beat the Jaguars today. They beat the... Uh, and again, not great. <laughs> but, like, yeah, going through their roster, even when they beat the Titans in week one, I thought, oof, Titans aren't going to be very good this year. Guess what? Titans are pretty good this year. Yeah, they're win- I mean, they're leading the AFC South, which is not saying a lot right now either, mm-hmm. but they are. I mean... Yeah, but then they beat the Packers. I don't know. A win is a win, and they beat the Ravens. So yeah. I, those are two good quality wins, but... You know, beating the Panthers, beating the Bears, beating the Jaguars. We'll see. They get the they get the Seahawks next week. And I don't – maybe it's just I haven't talked to a lot of people today. What the hell's going on with the Chargers? The Seahawks destroyed the Chargers today. The Chargers can't stop the run. Like you ask, are the Giants real? Um, is Geno Smith real? What think, is like, happening here? I was actually talking to some buddies earlier about it. And, it's, you know, maybe it just goes to show that Pete Carroll does know what he's doing over there in Seattle. And yep. we're over here, like, screaming, let Russ cook. Like, no. Uh, let Pete cook. Pete's the chef. Right. Pete's going to cook. I Correct me if I'm wrong here. I thought that when we talked previews during the middle of the or beginning of the season, that we both kind of thought that the Seahawks would be drafting high. Potentially oh. one overall. 100%. They are winning the NFC East right now. They're Which the only good. team with a winning record in the NFC East. Sitting we thought it was going to be three. the Cardinals. We thought it was going to be the Rams. thought it would be any risky. team except for the Seahawks. Yes. I, I just And you, when you look at the Seahawks, too, I think DK Metcalf went down with an injury today. I don't know if there's been an official report that's come out yet, especially and not yet, at least with us recording Sunday evening mm-hmm. at 7 here. Um the defense is making plays. Offensively, you're you're controlling the clock. You're controlling what you want to do on offense by running the ball successfully. And then Geno Smith is just not making mistakes. Like that's the that's the key aspect of that for the Seahawks is don't mess this up. You almost have to flex the Giants Seahawks game. Make it a primetime game. Yeah. <laughs> what is the Sunday night game next week? You've got two really good football teams. They're kicking off at three twenty five. Like I might need to watch that game. Is that the game of the week? I haven't looked at any America's of the schedule, game of the day, but it's, it's like it's intriguing. And yes. if you would have told me two months ago that that game was going to be intriguing, I would have thought like, who are the backup quarterbacks? I would have like, asked you, what's the storyline here? Because it's not that Daniel Jones is good. I would have told you to hand me the drugs because I knew you were going to be on something. Tell right. me the Seahawks and Giants two months ago. You'd be like, yeah, that's going to be a game to watch. Like, liar. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and now here we are. Which and is when I sit here and I look at you know we talked about the Seahawks, but when you look at the Giants. Is all that Brian Dable? 
Like, I mean, he hired the right guys all over the board. My guy, Mike Kafka, oh, yeah. is the offensive coordinator for the Giants. Uh, is he going to be head coach next year? Does he need another year? Is it too soon? Because the offense looks yeah. fine. Yeah. Saquon looks good. And Daniel Jones hasn't looked bad. I, I don't know that he's a guy that you pay, but the Giants are in a weird spot because who are you going to replace him with? Yeah, you're winning too many games. You're not right, going to be able dude. to draft a quarterback early. You're probably going to be picking in the 20s. Now, I also think that the draft class this year, bold statement, I think it sucks. All the way around or just for quarterbacks? I think Bryce Young is really, really small. I feel like the last couple years, I, the last four years, it's been this class is, is good at this position. You know what I mean? In the mm-hmm. draft. If you're looking for this type of player, this is it. I don't feel like I've heard that for this class. At any position. Like last year, it was Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the number one guy. The year before that, it's just like, okay, hey, you know, Lawrence, he's the dude. Yeah, he's Justin going number Fields, one. Yeah. Before that, Chase Young. And it's just like, okay, here we go. Like, we're rolling. Yeah. Like Will Anderson. That really died good. quickly. I mean, you start the year off, you know, you play Texas, you got three penalties. And then mm-hmm. almost cost your team the game. And it just, yeah. he eventually had the game-winning field goal block. But at the same time, it's just, there's no more recognition or attention to Will Anderson, or maybe I'm just not seeing it anymore. Right, yeah. I think he's still going to be very good, but there's not a lot of just hype around it. So I don't know what the Giants are going to do. But I will say Brian Dable, he gets coach of the year for me. They might lose out, and he could probably still get my I'll vote. i who it's coach not going to be, Nathaniel Hackett. No, <laughs> he's bad. That's I, who I picked. I picked Nathaniel Hackett. I'm – I think I, I was said wrong. it like two weeks ago. Like I think he's going to be a one and done coach. I think he's going to get fired at the end of the year. I feel bad I, for him. I do. I hate to say that because I mean this is a real person uh, getting the you know, dream job. I don't think that he's doing very well. And he does seem like a really nice guy, mm-hmm. but it's almost like his answers are. I don't want to say cheesy, but his answers are almost just too genuine. Does that make sense? Like his answers too honest. Where we look at it and it's just like that's fucking dumb. Like, yeah, you answered that better. truthfully, but, like, that just goes to show us you're not good at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we started this whole thing talking about Brian Burns. I think there are a couple other guys, too, even sticking with the Panthers. DJ Moore is another guy that could be a, a trade target for them. And I do think that the Panthers should they should have, like, like a fire sale. Mm-hmm. If you've got somebody and they're halfway decent, maybe move on from them. And See what happens. I know we said last week, too, talking about this with the Panthers. Like, I really thought they're going to be the next up-and-coming team, and it just has not worked out. And I think it just goes to show that, you know, you can think you have the right players in the building, but if you don't have the right coach, like, it's oh, yeah. all just a wash. Like, it doesn't matter. Or even um, having a quarterback in the league. Uh, yeah. You cannot miss on a quarterback, or your entire front office and coaching staff will get fired. Yep. And for the Panthers, they just never really found a quarterback tried. They tried a lot of different things. I mean, even with Cam Newton, like, yeah, he was the quarterback, but I mean, he was solid for three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, a real three years. It was like, damn, look out! And then it just he fell off a cliff real quick. Just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. Understandably so was his style of play. And now that they've you know traded Christian McCaffrey, I, they're kind of punting on the season, mm-hmm. which I don't blame them. You've already fired your head coach. Uh, another guy that I think could be a really good trade candidate, Josh Jacobs. That dude has been. He had another good game. He's been very good this year. You talk about a contract year. The Raiders didn't pick up his fifth year option, so he's going to be a free agent. Maybe, maybe the Raiders look at it and they give him a a deal and say, "Hey, sorry, like we messed up." Which I do think is smart Mm -hmm. to do that fifth year option. I mean, if Josh Jacobs would have come out and been shit this year, and then you're on the hook to pay a running back that fifth year extension, 
But now you can look at it and say, all right, maybe we do give this guy a, a short contract, maybe mm-hmm. a three-year deal, maybe a franchise tag him or something like that. But he's been playing very well. And for the Raiders, they win today. But I do wonder if they're a team that looks at it and says, okay, let's try to move on from him. We're not making a playoff run this yep. year. Which they still could, but I, I do wonder with the trade deadline coming up pretty quickly and him playing so well and not being on contract. And a couple other teams that are playing really well. I'm with the Jets. Yeah. Jets look and really I'm good. happy to see it. I know I shitted all over Robert Sala a couple of weeks ago because he has that uh, bring get back, back coach. guy. Yeah, the get back coach. Thank you. And I was like, man, if you can't be disciplined enough to stay on the sideline and just coach, you know, how in the heck are you going to expect your team to be disciplined enough? It's working. Mm-hmm. Get yourself another get back coach because holy cow. <laughs> like, yeah, football in New York is back. And it's Bills, awesome. Giants, and Jets all great. Yes. This is my first time in my life I've seen the Giants and the Jets be like solid. I, we're six or seven weeks into the season. Well, they did it a couple of years ago under Rex Ryan. They made it to the AFC yeah, Championship game. they went game. to the AFC Championship game mm-hmm. with uh, Mark Sanchez. But the Bills player. were probably bad at that time. Yeah. Um, but weird thing is Elijah Moore requested a trade uh, this week. Uh, they pretty much declined it and said mm-hmm. no. Uh, and they sat that. him this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like uh, you're going to be inactive this week. Um, so that's another interesting one to watch. Uh, my guy, Brees Hall, sounds like he might have torn his ACL today, which absolutely terrible. It is. Uh, he was off to such a great start. But it is – uh, if you're a Jets fan, you've got a lot working for you. I mean, you're excited about the future. Even if you the can look at this year. pretty good. Yeah, if you can look at this year and go, you know, we might not be able to make the playoffs. It's going to be hard. You have a chance right now. You're 5-2. and two. Love to see it. But at the same time, it's like, oh, it's going to be hard to kind of maintain this. Yeah. But you know you're heading in the right direction. It's the same thing you can say about the Giants. Mm-hmm. Giants can go on a six-game losing streak. You'll be sitting there 6-7. and seven. You'll be like, hey, next year's good. Like, we know what our weakness is now. We started off hot. That everyone else caught up to us, we're fine. Now we just fix that. Because you know you have the right head coach. You know you got the right coordinators in there. And you have the right foundational pieces. Zach Wilson hasn't done anything special. No. But I, I think that he's still a young guy who's kind of coming along. Maybe I, you definitely don't need to replace him. I don't know if he's going to be, like, great. But you're winning ball games there. You're 5-2 and two right now if you're the Jets. Yeah. Any, any Jet fans out there should be very happy with being 5-2 and two this year. And uh, that's, this is another game today. If you would have told me you know, two months ago that the Jets beat the Broncos, I'm questioning it. And even with uh, Russell Wilson out, it's still it's a, it's a good win. And we have talked a little bit about the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, but Russell Wilson being out, that's, a, that's another tough one. I think what was like a hamstring today, but mm-hmm. still he hasn't looked good. I'm shocked at how bad the Broncos look. It's not. It's not good at all, all the way around. And, I, again, like we all thought the AFC West was just going to be this powerhouse of a division, and it's just been the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Like the Chargers can't stay healthy. The Raiders, you know, was the question mark of how's their defense going to look. It's a little questionable. Then you got to the Broncos, like, man, Russell Wilson. I said at the beginning of the year, like, I'm scared of the Broncos. I think this is the year the Broncos or the Chargers win the division. I picked the Chargers to win the division. You watch them play today, <laughs> I'm not worried about them anymore. I'm no. going to eat my words probably next week, but, yeah. you know, that's just the way the NFL works. Two of the toughest teams in the NFC had their bye this week with the Vikings and Eagles. Yep. Uh, Bills also on a bye this week. It's it's weird, but I also, like, let's turn to the, like, MVP talk. I think after today, Patrick Mahomes might be the favorite. It's I mean, 
and I don't want to come off as a biased fan. I know that, and that's kind of where I'm at too. But like, he probably should be number one. It's right Hammer Josh Allen. I mean, really, mm-hmm. like, those are the only two that have played outstanding multiple weeks this year. Yeah, and obviously you can throw in um, Jalen Hurts too because how well he's mm-hmm. playing. But I, I do think that yeah, Josh Allen should be up there. Patrick Mahomes though, again. With the game that he had today, I, I guess you give Allen a little bit of the edge because he did win in their head-to-head matchup, mm-hmm. which he probably played better than Mahomes did in that game. Just because Mahomes ended up with an interception. So mm-hmm. everyone's going to be like, well, that's the last play. That's why I would end it, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but those two guys right there, it, it's, it's weird. We kind of keep seeing them ascend while guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are not playing well. Not all this year. A couple more games, like uh, Lamar Jackson. You know, he was a player that I was really hyping up. He put on 20 pounds of muscle coming into the season. He looked good. They barely escaped past the Browns. Mm -hmm. And, like, excuse me, passing-wise or stat-wise, Jacoby Brissett had a better game passing. But when you look at the Ravens, it's like, I need to see more out of them. I don't know if this is a middle of the year, still trying to figure some things out. Like, we don't really know who our running back is. We can't stay consistent there. At some point, though, like I need to see Lamar Jackson take over a game again, and I like, don't you need feel to like I've seen that. This take year. that next step, you know, like the Bills yeah. or the Chiefs, two great teams in the AFC. You saw them and their quarterback kind of take that next step of, hey, we're really good, but now we're kind of dominating. And with the Ravens, you never really saw that. Like Lamar had his MVP season, which mm-hmm. was great. Last year they had a lot of injuries, but this year they're sitting there. You know, they're four and three. They barely beating teams like the Browns. Like they are just not taking that next step forward and I think they have a good coach in Harbaugh I like him mm-hmm. but they're they're not taking that step to be as dominant as I thought they would be like I thought it it should have been the Bills Chiefs and Ravens we should be talking about all three of those teams as man this is kind of the cream of the crop of the AFC but the Bills and the Chiefs kind of feel like they're in their own tier and then I don't even know if the Ravens are in the next tier of NFL teams no and you know as much as we talked about earlier just the difference between the AFC and the NFC when we talk about the AFC and where we're at right now, I mean, there really is only like three teams to worry about. Yeah. I the will Chiefs, say the, Bills, and uh, the Bengals looked Bengals, really good yes. again today. So maybe they're starting to kind of figure it out. They looked like the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. Joe Burrow threw for like 400 and some yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, just stupid good. So maybe they're kind of getting things back on track. Steelers and Dolphins playing tonight on Sunday Night Football. Neither of those teams scare me no. as an AFC football fan. And, and Tua is back. That's good. Hopefully he's back the whole game. I mean, that so. as respectfully as possible. I don't even want that to be a joke. Just right. I hope he stays alive. I will say, these Dolphin uniforms that they're wearing on Sunday night football, that should be what they wear every time. I thought you were going to diss it because I was like, man, I absolutely nope, love those it. Are, that's the, like when your mascot is the Miami Dolphins and you've got that color scheme going, this is the toughest look that you have. It's kind of that throwback jersey that they're wearing tonight. Yeah. That's a clean look. I like this. I don't know why they try the other uniforms. Just throw them away. They're not working for you. And then the Steelers, um, obviously, love their uniforms. That's that's a bad football team this year. They're just not good. It really is. Man. And I think Kenny Pickett is starting tonight. I don't know how long he'll get through the game. Do you bring Mitchell Trubisky back in at some point? It just That's just a a firestorm in itself. And – it's kind of weird to see with the Steelers because we all speak, or especially you speak so highly of Mike Tomlin. He's never had a losing season as a head coach. Yep. Sadly, then, is this going to be the year that we see it? Granted, still, middle of the year, but like, it ain't yeah. looking good. It, even in the pregame stuff that they were doing, 
you know, a lot of the talk even was about Najee Harris. Like he hasn't rushed for 100 yards in a game this year. Well, offensive line is dog shit. Awful. I mean, it is, it is really bad. And that was one of those reasons why I tried to stay away from some of those guys in fantasy. And then even like the quarterback position still up in the air. It's just, it's a very weird football season mm-hmm. this year where you don't have your traditional powers that are out there kicking ass. I mean, even just looking again at the standings, the AFC East, okay, the Bills are in the top spot. That's pretty normal. Jets are number two in that division right now, followed by the Dolphins, and then the Patriots are sitting at three and three. And they're going to play tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. I don't even know if I will watch that game. I'm not, no. <laughs> like, that's kind of where I'm at with football. I, I, they played the Bears, man. Like On prime time. Boston like, and Chicago is watching that game, and that's it. Numbers are still going to be through the roof. People are going to love that. I feel like we're going to have it's a It's football, so it'll, it'll be high. Yeah. But, like, I don't know that anybody's excited about it. I don't like even if you're a Patriots fan. I don't think you're like, yeah, we got the Bears. This is gonna be a good game. I think people in Boston are probably like, wait, who do we play? <laughs> oh, it's on Monday. Okay, I'll watch. Yeah, cool. Who's yeah. starting, Bailey Zappi or uh, Mac Jones? <laughs> right. Or right, we play the Bears. Doesn't even matter. Yeah, they'll win either way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's boring. I don't. The schedule this year, it just honestly, it kind of sucks. Well, it's, we're just so surprised too with the teams that are actually good. Like again. We didn't think Jets-Broncos would be an enjoyable game to watch mm-hmm. today. Granted, it wasn't because the Jets won. But still, like then you look at the Raiders-Texans. Yeah, no one's going to want to watch that today. Buccaneers-Panthers, everyone assumed that's going to be a blowout for the Bucs. Mm-hmm. Packers-Commanders, same thing for the Packers. No. But also, that's the beautiful thing about football, that we don't know who's going to win week to week. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'll be honest with you, I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. Again, I have the standings pulled up. NFC East is looking good. I know. Like the <laughs> They've Cowboys got the Eagles pick- that are undefeated. Giants are 6-1, and one, and the Cowboys are 5-2. and two. The worst team in your division, the Commanders, just beat the Packers today. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting at 3-4. and four. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to keep up, but I think that you would be crazy if you looked at the, this point in the season and you said that the NFC North is better than the NFC East. It's just it's not. Yeah, no. It's, that's the Vikings. That's it. That's You've got three teams in the NFC East that might be the best team in the NFC North. Who would have thunk that ever? <laughs> Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it? Huh? Even in the NFC South. Like, okay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are leading the division. Shouldn't be. They're three and four. They're tied with the Falcons right now. Oh, my God. The Saints game on Thursday night. I don't, I'm surely you had to have seen it because the video went viral. The slow mo of Andy Dalton throwing the pick six and that yeah. DP diving into the end zone. Uh-huh. I hysterically like laughed at that. Yeah. Yes. Because you put he like a soundtrack backwards. behind it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like varsity blues, like when they come out from the strip club and they're all hung over. It's like that. It gave off the same vibes. Was, I felt bad for Andy Dalton. And he had back to back pick sixes. Neither mm-hmm. of them is false. Receivers can't catch. That's it. It's like, God yeah. dang it. And even like the. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray stuff that happened on Thursday was interesting. I I'm not, that, I guess, but I'm not I a big fan of either one of them, but them yelling at each other on the sideline Ooh. was uh, a little bit, I think, of a, a big deal. And it's interesting because those two are kind of linked to, together. I, the rumors were always that if Cliff Kingsbury was like going to take that job, he kind of said, hey, Kyler's my guy. Yeah. And that Kyler kind of chose the NFL over baseball. 
because he wanted to be with Kingsbury and wanted to be that first overall pick. And they kind of, you know, made it happen. They have the same agent. Then you get into a little bit of a screaming match on the sideline, which maybe was a little bit overblown. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it, it happens from time to time. You've even seen it with, you know, Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes. I don't even, I honestly don't think those two like each other. No, I, I, so I know Cliff I've said it before. Kyler, it's probably a little bit better of a situation than that one. Oh, especially because, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, that's the head coach. Like, it was if we right. saw Mahomes and Andy Reid yelling at each other, it'd be like, okay, hey, like, they're going to clear the air at some point. With Eric Bieniemy though, it's like, hey, you were supposed to have left four years ago, four times. <laughs> Why are you still here? Yes. <laughs> Just get another job. Go to Colorado. <laughs> Bring Just back take Mike some Kappa. interview classes. You can't be that bad at interviewing. Um, so peek behind the curtain. Also, we have the TV on. We're watching the football game. Yeah, Call of Duty comes out October twenty eighth. That's this week. That was my. That was going to be my joke. This, this, Kyler's like, Kyler. I get to play Modern Warfare next week, and Cliff's like, No, you got to study for film. And he's like, I got it out of the contract. I'm good, coach. <laughs> yeah. You said I wouldn't have to worry about it, Kyler. Psych, we're fucking winning, coach. That's probably what they're yelling about. On yeah, the because sidelines. we had two pick sixes. That's the only reason. I would have loved to hear the argument. Because the defense keeps bailing your tiny ass out. <laughs> That's why we're winning right now. Uh, I, I've been, clip, I'm playing. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for a while, though. Yeah. Not because I play Call of Duty, but because I want to see what happens with Kyler Murray. And usually at this point in the season with the Cardinals and with Kyler Murray, we're kind of talking about how great he is. He's not really having a good year. Mm-mm. And now you're going to have Call of Duty come out where <laughs> his numbers take a dip. I'm watching it. Closely. Like, the first time he throws an interception next week or the week after, I'm blaming it on Call of Duty. (laughs) I also saw a TikTok, and I don't even know if it's true, but it's just funny. So take it with a grain of salt that Nick Chubb bought an Xbox and a PlayStation 5, but he doesn't play video games. He just does it so he can monitor who on his team is online playing, (laughs) and then he can send him a text message and be like, Notice you're online. Stop. <laughs> I, it, it's probably not true. So I would just be like, hey, uh, why don't you study? Stop fucking monitoring me. <laughs> yeah. Fucking teacher's Actually, pet. I don't Maybe he's using it to You wouldn't say that to, to Nick Chubb. Because I think Luke Keekley would do that. He would use an Xbox to study film. Because mm-hmm. the controller, I guess, was more comfortable in his hand. I was looking up to well, Cardinals. Well, I've seen that in... Um, like position rooms before well they'll have like the xbox controller mm-hmm. and it's because it's a it is a little bit easier to use yep uh the cardinals bye week is not till week 13 so the cardinals That's, are set yep, to play the vikings the seahawks and then the Rams. oh my god they got the vikings seahawks rams and 49ers they're going a whole slate of just playing division games for three weeks in a row here and is kyler murray going to be studying or is he going to be gaming yeah <laughs> if they go on a losing streak here we know why his passer rating right now is an is 83.7 That's not great uh, his touchdowns, he's got seven touchdowns to four interception. That's not great either in seven games. Do you know what I'm actually I want to root for here? For that game to come out and Kyler just destroy the Vikings. And they ask him a question. He goes, you know, I just I can't wait to go home and play Martin Warfare. And then he just leaves the podium. See, I'm already rooting for the narrative that he's going to be bad. Like, like, I, I, I want I him want to be that. historically bad next week. Like, the game comes out on, is that like a Friday? The twenty eighth is a Saturday. Why are they dropping? No Friday. Yeah, that's a weird. Monday's Halloween, the thirty first. Yes. Okay, so, so Friday. 
when that game drops. They come. They do it for people's payday. You get paid on Friday. You buy the <laughs> fucking game. You play it all weekend. Kyler needs to front load his studying. It's like, all right, I know it's coming out. I'm gonna get all my studying out of the way. That way, on Friday, I can play the game. Hey, coach, can get we all your homework the... done, <laughs> all your chores done, and then on Friday, you're ready to roll. He's gonna be like, coach, can we bump up the walkthrough tomorrow uh, so I can get back up to the hotel and play Martin? You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, after the game last week, he's like, hey, I, I've been thinking about it. I think we do practice on Tuesday. We just knock everything out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We take Friday off. Do you know what? That game comes out next this Friday for everybody else. What if he got it last week and played it, and that's why Cliff's pissed at him? It's <laughs> like, you got early access. You're already playing the game, aren't you? That's why you're playing like shit today. And I really your defense is bailing you out. I wanted to see him in the commercial, too. Like, Jalen Ramsey is in the commercial for Modern Warfare. I didn't know that. That's cool. How do you not at least reach out to Kyler? Or maybe they did after, you know, everything came out. I was like, hey, you know, be in the commercial for He's with that magic job. like, I ain't going to be there. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't. Uh-huh. Like, how many free copies of that is he getting? Um, I don't know. But Modern Warfare comes out uh, the 28th. We'll see how Kyler Murray does. Uh, some other teams struggling. Let's, uh, let's change pace a little bit. Uh, basketball season started. And the Lakers are a team that when we kind of did our little previews, we didn't really talk about them at all because mm-hmm. – I just I don't feel like they're a team that can even compete in the Western Conference. I don't think that they will make the playoffs. And we are three games into the NBA season, and it already kind of feels like it's falling apart. We're three games in, and LeBron James looks absolutely fed up with Russell Westbrook. I think – I mean, the fans are too. He was walking off the court yeah. the other day, and they, someone said, Westbrook, you suck ass. And like 30 seconds go by, and he comes like back out of the tunnel. He's like, what would you say who said that? And the fan's like, yo, my brother's a big fan. Love you, man. He's like, yeah. He's like, that's what I thought. That's what I'm like. Russell, you suck. Like, you are ass, bro. Quit you are taking garbage. jump shots. <laughs> like, like, I saw a clip tonight. I don't know if it happened uh, yet. Last night or the night before, mm-hmm. but it was like there's a minute some left on the – Russell or Russell, Russell Westbrook. Russell, Russell Westbrook comes down the court, bricks a freaking mid-range jump shot. Uh-huh. Well, that like should, 30 that seconds used to left. be his – like money range. He's got such a weird shot too. Like he puts his shot up and then he puts both arms down as quick as he can. Yes. I, there's no holding up that follow through for him. I used to love it because it was like, he would just get the ball out of his hand and it was like, he would get this high arc on it. So I, I remember just imitating it in high school, like, you know, after practice or before practice, you're just dicking around shooting. It's like Russ Westbrook. Cause he would come in and he would just like run full speed He'd get right there at the elbow, and he'd pull up and do it. And when he'd hit the ground, he'd already be running backwards. It was the coolest thing to watch. Yeah. And now it's it's awful to watch. I mean, it is so bad. And they are the Lakers are zero three to yep. start the season. And again, I like reading LeBron's body language. It looks rough. Like you've got some eye rolls going on already. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that he kind of turns his back anytime Westbrook has like a turnover or a missed jumper. <laughs> Things don't look good. This is a goddamn it. In L.A. And, you know, there are a lot of other teams that are very good in the West. I mean, it's way too early to even look at the standings. But, you know, John Morant and the Grizzlies look really good. The Suns are going to be good again. Uh, Dallas with Luka. And, of course, the Warriors. Yep. Probably going to win it all uh, again this year. It looks not good. I do wonder if there is a point or when we get to the point to where you try to trade Russell Westbrook. And, you know, another thing that the NBA is trying to crack down on is tanking. Mm-hmm. If I'm a team and I want to tank, I might just trade for Russell Westbrook. Okay, you're a guy. 
<laughs> right? Like you're, if, you're a leader. If Adam Silver's knocking on our door, if he's checking our emails, we're like, I think you guys might be tanking. I'm like, oh, yeah? Watch me trade for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you're definitely thinking, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. I did see rumors on Twitter, and it's just random, one of those random things that popped up. But it looks like Gordon Hayward wants out of Charlotte. Yeah. I guess he hasn't liked a tweet in, like, years since he got COVID or whatnot. And he's liking these tweets about him being traded. Oh, really? Years. Yes, and I thought it was hysterical. He would be a great fit, though. Right? I do for agree. What? I, I do think he's one of those names, and like that's kind of what LeBron has had success with. Is you go right. get a star who's not necessarily – a superstar, but he knows his role and he and just a guy makes that the right shoot. plays. That's Gordon That's Hayward. what the Lakers need right now is a guy that can shoot. And Anthony Davis should be a big man that can shoot from the outside. He hasn't done much. It's still super early mm-hmm. in the season. Uh, but I do think, I agree getting Gordon Hayward for Westbrook, if you can pull that trade off somehow, you, you have to do it if you're the Lakers. I think Gordon Hayward is so much better than Russell Westbrook right now, though. That if you're the Lakers, you might actually have to throw in to make that deal happen. I almost think if you're the Lakers, you need to figure out what you're going to do with Anthony Davis. And I don't mean, like, keep him or trade him, but, like, what's his role on this offense? Do you want him to stay around the perimeter and shoot? Do you want him to be down low and be physical? Because he keeps going through all these injuries, and you're sitting here like, okay, we can't just have him, you know, just pound down in the freaking post and put up shots and get rebounds and be a defensive guy like he we're used to being. Because he's going to get hurt. Like It happens. He's going to roll his ankle down there. He's going to hurt his back. We've already seen him take a couple hard falls in preseason and to start the year as well. It's like, okay, like we can't ru- we can't risk Anthony Davis being injured already. Yep. Like That's the huge question mark for the Lakers. Is, what are you doing with your stars? LeBron's going to be They didn't LeBron. do anything in the offseason with no. it. Like, they should have. They do really you joke should've... in a Damian Lillard? I don't even know if they can right now. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they I have don't the know that they have the pieces to do it. You're going to have to give up. Probably Westbrook and Anthony Davis to get Damian Lillard. Just because if you bring in Lillard, you have no place for Westbrook. Well, that's where, like you're saying, the team taking. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just get rid of Damian Lillard. Because you don't have anyone else. You already got rid of C.J. McCollum. I don't really know anybody the, else that's on the yeah. team, just to be completely honest. Maybe you just yep. move on. Like Just call it And, um, you know, speaking of the tanking stuff, too, the NBA is cracking down on it because uh, this French basketball player, I think his name is Victor... Wimbanyama? Hey. Maybe? Pretty close. That's what we're going to call him for now. There are so many teams. going to call that... him Yama Mama. <laughs> yeah. There's another Yama Mama. Everybody wants this kid, and the NBA is just worried that everybody's going to tank for him. So I hear people say he's 7'4". I saw a video the other day, and I think it was Bleach Report that put it out there. And it was like, this is what 7'4 looks like. And he's like walking off the court, and there's a couple fans or whatnot. He, like, just oversteps some, like, folding chairs. Like, they're just, I don't know, like a concrete step. Like, when you're walking down the street and you go step on the sidewalk. He just cleared up like that. Just three sets up. Just boom, boom. And yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Right. And I, I'm with you. I kind of thought, like, eh, is he really seven foot four? Like, what is the real height here? And he's so tall and lanky. But then I saw that picture of him and Rudy Gobert standing by each other. <laughs> yeah. Rudy Gobert looks like a football player mm-hmm. who's like at a basketball game. Yes. It's like, oh, here, take a picture with this guy. That's how tall uh, Wimbenyama looks. Yep. And he it's looks ridiculous. like he's like strong. He doesn't look like lengthy and not. He doesn't look like Chet Holgram is what yeah, I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, he looks a lot better than Chet. Yeah. He, a little bit more um, like Kevin Durant. Like Kevin Durant was mm. super thin, but he could move. And he looked like 
he had a little bit of strength to him. Chet Holmgren, I don't. I haven't watched him play in the NBA. So oh, he's, he's out. out. He's out. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know how that's going to hold up. We're going to see. But Wimbenyama, he looks legit, and I do yeah. think that there are going to be a lot of teams that are tanking. And one thing that's crazy, and Major League Baseball did this too, is that they wanted to eliminate tanking, so they went to this draft lottery. I think that enables more teams to tank. Yeah, because you get more opportunities. Right. Say, hey, if you're bad, we're pretty bad, but we're not absolutely terrible. Let's go ahead and be pretty bad, and we might get the first pick overall. Mm -hmm. Like, if you are, if you're the Hornets, why even be good this year? Like, if you're the NBA and you want teams to stop tanking, have the lottery be someone that like made like almost made the playoffs. Yeah. Like, don't have it be like let's say let's say let's say it's the Rockets. It comes down to the Rockets. The Mavericks just missed the playoffs. Boom, Mavericks get the number one pick. And it's like, holy shit, they're going to pair him up with Luka? The I Rockets would, are like, would, man, maybe we should have. Honestly, I would love to see that. It would be amazing. <laughs> I haven't watched this Wimbanyama kid play much to kind of get a feel on. He looks pretty smooth. What do you, yeah, he, I, he can shoot he from is, the outside. He is a very smooth basketball player. Like, I mean, you hear all the talk about him. I, mean, I don't think that he's going to play point guard. But he can handle the ball. He can play on the perimeter. He's... Seven foot two to seven foot four, somewhere in that range. He's only like two hundred and ten pounds. Yeah, so he's, he's very very skinny. But it sounds like he's going to be legit. I mean, we've heard uh, people comparing. I think it was Richard Jefferson that was even comparing it with LeBron, and was like, "Hey, if these guys were in the same draft class as prospects, <laughs> yeah. you might want to take Wimbanyama." Because I, when I first heard that, I thought Richard Jefferson was like, "I should have been picked over LeBron if him and I were in the same draft class." And I'm just like, <laughs> "You're on crack, man." Yeah. yeah. And, I hope he lives up to the hype. Yeah. It's a lot of hype to live up to. Because we have, I haven't seen anything like this since LeBron. Because um, I've known about this kid for like three, two, three years probably. Yeah. I think the last name that I really knew from like all the way through um, was Zion. That was like, that's it. And he looks yeah. phenomenal, by the way. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've seen him. I haven't got to see him play. But like just how in shape he is. Yeah. Like he, he listened to us. He's listened to the show. He got a dietitian. He got a nutrition. He got a private chef. Uh-huh. And he looks good. Yeah. It, even with Zion, though, it's interesting because when he was recruited, it was like, okay, this is a big time recruit. But he wasn't even like the number one recruit. Mm-mm. And then he got to Duke, and it was like, oh, he is special. But he kind of made a name for himself on YouTube yep. with all the exciting dunks. And then got to Duke, and I think he exceeded the hype. Oh, for sure. I mean, the I the moment still lives in my mind like rent free the block uh, someone I don't remember who they're playing guy shoots a three pointer yes and he, he just jumps up and blocks it and there's just yep. a still photo that just shows how high Zion is off the ground to, to be block that, that shot. thick and yes. jump like he does with absolute ease defies the laws of gravity when people <laughs> say like oh he jumps out of the gym that's the first dude I've seen live up to that statement. Yeah, and again, for his size, it's just... I should say in my generation, people will be like, oh, Vince Carter? We're going to throw some other names out there, but in my generation mm-hmm. of people I've seen and watched, Zion yeah. Williamson. So I, I, with the NBA, I don't know. I, if you want to eliminate tanking, to me, get rid of the lottery. But then you can't rig the draft like they love to do. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, the Knicks are probably going to get this kid. We call so? that now. Yeah, I think that... So they have R.J. Barrett. Who's it? Who else do they have? They I, just I got think, a good rookie, didn't they? They got uh, Brunson so with an o. <laughs> from uh, Obi Toppin. Yes, Obi Toppin. Thank you. I would love to see Wimbenyama 
in New York City. That would be nice. The I mean, like the mecca of basketball. The problem has been is that out at some point. <laughs> yeah, like they just, everybody God. goes to the garden and goes off. It's not anybody <laughs> that's already there. They're kind of due for one. Yeah. I don't know what the conspiracy. I don't know what the deal was when they got Patrick Ewing. Was like, hey. You guys can have the first pick, but you can't have it again for like fifty years. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't the know owner's what the deal like, is. Bad. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like a twenty-five year deal. Uh, but I don't. I would like to see. It would be pretty cool to have uh, somebody of that star power playing in New York. Yeah, because even like Carmelo Anthony, there was he was pretty good, but he wasn't. That team was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, like you had I remember a when he went but to it New York, great. and I was just like, why? And, and you know, there's a hope of you're going to bring other people with you. It inevitably didn't happen. But uh, with that, I mean, even, you know, you help out the Knicks. We're seeing football back in New York. Now you help the basketball team. Baseball is there with the Mets and Yankees. Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets have it. The Knicks are the only ones missing out on the last five years of success that New York has seen in any capacity of success. Yeah. I'm kind of rooting for it. Keep the draft lottery. I'm not rooting for it, but I would like to see it happen. Yeah. I, I do want to see him land on, like, a, a really good team. Like, don't put him on, you know, I was going to say the Oklahoma City Thunder. However, pretty close to us. So Yeah, you get SGA, maybe Holgram. It's like a three-hour drive. Yeah. So that would be exciting. I, I hate the Thunder's uniform. Do you really? I hate their uniforms, and I hate their mascot, the Thunder. Like, I, I think it was, like, fan-chosen, so it's like whatever. You guys like it? I think it's so dumb. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why they called the thunder, but I've I've learned to like it. Yeah, I don't know. It I changed. like the blue and the orange. You know, maybe if they did get Wimbenyama, they could change up the uniforms a little bit and be like, okay, we're done with the Kevin Durant era. Yeah. We're ushering in a new era. We'll do it. And in the NBA, teams change their color scheme all the damn time. Yeah, every time I watch the Lakers game last year, they're wearing those blue and white jerseys, and I'm just like. I'm confused at who's playing. And the, they've incorporated so much black into their uniforms now, too. Yes. Like, even their purple jerseys have, like, black mm-hmm. on the sides. Like, why are um, you doing that? It looks I'm out of place. I'm so glad that they've gotten rid of the short sleeve jerseys. I absolutely hated those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was dumb. It was. As, as soon as they started. You did mention uh, baseball. Are you excited that we're going to most likely get an Astros-Phillies World Series? I mean, I just couldn't be any happier for it. You know, I just I cannot wait to not watch the World Series this year. Starts on Friday. Uh, Astros are leading. Uh, I think that series is like three zero. Like they're yes, they're going to win. And then the Phillies clinched earlier today. I'm really excited for the Phillies. I'm going for rooting for the Phillies. I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Coming to the playoffs, the Billy, the Phillies, the Phillies are playing really good baseball right now. They are playing better than they have mm-hmm. all season. They come in, maybe they can make some noise. I would like to see it. Same, same thing well, with the Bengals last year. Bengals could be Super Bowl contenders. I didn't think they were going to legit be it, but they were. Same yeah. with the Phillies. Love yeah. it. They, they fired their manager, Joe Girardi, early yeah. in the season. I questioned it. I was like, is this going to be the spark? Are you going to replace them with somebody that can actually do it? They did. Yeah. Yep. It worked out perfectly for and them. I don't know what it is about the Phillies either. Like I'm rooting for them. I, I'm rooting really for Bryce Harper, too. Yes. I, 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 for some reason, so many people shit on Bryce Harper. I, I've, I feel like I was just annoyed with him because like, I just I didn't get it. Like, why are I've we just always liked him. constantly talking about him? And then, you know, he's winning MVP. He's doing good. And then, I, 
to me, it felt like he just forced his way out of Washington. But, you know, looking back, even Juan Soto doing the same thing, I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. So it's just looking at it, it's like, now I'm, I'm happy to see him have success with the Phillies. I'm happy to see the Phillies winning, going to the World Series. I hope they win it because I don't want to see the Astros win. Yeah, I don't want to either. And, like, it, the Yankees, it would have been cool to see them finally get, like, to the next level, but it's like, it's just damn. I would have much happen. rather have seen a Yankees Phillies. <coughs> Excuse me. And the Yankees are up 2 0 right now, but they're down 3 0 in the series. So, like, I'm just. I think it's safe to assume that they're probably going to lose this series. If they have some magical comeback, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I would rather see a Yankees Phillies World Series, but I do think either way I'll be pulling for the Phillies and Bryce Harper. I, I that just, would be. The narrative around it is movie-esque 100% what a dream season they're having it would be nuts if the Yankees did find a way to come back and win this series and then immediately turn around you get a day break and boom you start the World Series might be good for them it might honestly you're back into the flow of regular season right but yeah Phillies are just sitting there chilling slow start we've seen it happen before and I still can't I still can't root for the Astros no I I annoyed that they're still good. Honestly. I was going to say, I think we almost made it to like a peak of to where now. Did they cheat? Like, yeah, they did. Might have won that World Series anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just, they had such a good group of players. And now they're, you know, they're getting back to the World Series, or at least, you know, the AL Championship Series. Like, they are really, really good. It kind of goes back to that whole, like, Barry Bonds thing. Mm-hmm. Barry Bonds was great before he started taking steroids. He started taking steroids. He became legendary. Yep. Astros were already good. And then they incorporated. Yeah, and you know a fastball's win. coming. We're legendary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a 97-mile-per-hour fastball? Yeah, I can still hit that. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, not a lot of people can do that, but they did it. Uh, I do think we maybe went a little overboard with the hatred of them. Especially when we started to realize, like, the Red Sox also cheated, the Yankees were cheating. Right, yeah. Like, what bad teams were also cheating but still losing? It's like... You know a fucking fastball's coming. Just yeah. hit it. Mm-hmm. Coach, it's 100 miles an hour. I can't. There was one person that uh, tried to even say that dating back to, like, the Royals. That's when it started was the Royals in 2015, 2014, 2015. Uh, it was like, how are these guys winning the World Series? How are they so good? Oh, they were using things. I, I think it's been mm. debunked. That that's, like, not true. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, there were some, you know, the Carlos Beltrons. You know, I'll immediately change my tune. Way to go. We're trendsetters. If it came out that the Royals cheated to win their World Series, we're both Royals fans. If it did come out and they're like, hey, we, we do know that they were also using some stuff, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's worth it. You just I got to see the Royals win a World Series. <laughs> I don't care. And I've, already, I've been celebrating that for seven years now. <laughs> I don't care. You can't take those seven years back from me. I'll I know they were so bad this year. But I'm so excited for the future. They brought up all the young guys like we wanted. We bitched about it all at the beginning of the season, training camp, everything. Uh huh. You freaking did it. They're gonna be so young going into next year. And uh, like the World Baseball Classic is coming up, I believe this uh, winter or whenever they play mm-hmm. it. Even uh, Bobby Witt is on the team. Yeah. Like you've got like Mike Trout on there, Bryce Harper. And I'm looking at the roster, and then I see Bobby Witt Jr. <laughs> Hell yeah. He's gonna be rookie of the year. <laughs> Let's. He might be. I think that. Uh, J-Rod might in Seattle. Oh, he might yeah. get it. But, I mean, he's, he's right up there. Mm-hmm. He's a great rookie. And I, I used to love the World Baseball Classic. I think they got rid of it because of COVID for a little while. 
I don't remember watching it to be honest. I was like the, I think it's the Puerto Rican team. Is that the one that Yadi is he Puerto Rican? Yeah, I think so. They were super good. So I I did enjoy watching it. it. It's the Olympics for baseball, so I'm excited about that one. The World Series, we'll see what happens. Maybe by Friday I'll be psyched out. I'll watch it for sure because it's the World Series. I don't know that I'm super excited for it, though. Yeah, I mean, especially Phillies Astros. I'm going to be rooting for the Phillies. Probably not going to be watching it. Yeah. I'll be like one of those, like, what's the score? Cool. And I'm – usually I get pretty excited about October baseball, playoff baseball. Really haven't this year. No, I've been more excited about hockey and basketball season. <laughs> Which is odd. Mm-hmm. I caught myself last night thinking about it. I was like, you know, I never get into basketball until about after, like, you know – the all-star break is really when I'm like, okay, like, where are we at? Mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of want to get into it this year. Usually for like me, I've it's been, around Christmas. I've put so much focus into football the last three years where it's like, okay, I need to, like, I want something else to, like, be excited about and watch. Yeah. Yeah. And the hockey bug bit me. Yeah. <laughs> it got you good. Yeah, it, it really did. <laughs> You've changed it for that spider bite. I did, yeah. That'll, that'll change, man. More sports, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but I, even the other night, I could either watch hockey or I could watch basketball. I think there's a baseball game on, too. Mm-hmm. I chose hockey. Really? That's the first time that's ever happened. So I found out that you uh, got a, a PlayStation 5. Very excited for you. Mm-hmm. I want you to get the NHL game. I Ooh. thought I almost bought it this weekend, honestly. Yeah. But I don't play often. So I, And it's like $70. So I Ooh. think... You yeah. buy last year's game. That's <laughs> what I think I might buy, like, NHL 22. Yeah. And then that way I can learn more of the rules, <laughs> a lot of the roster construction. Yep. Like, hell, even for me, like learning baseball, a lot of the, like, the contract stuff in baseball, I, honest to God's truth, learned by playing MLB The Show. It's like, what the fuck is this arbitration that I have to do every year? Like, why? Just accept the contract I gave you. And then Googling, like, what is baseball <laughs> yeah, arbitration? I did that this last summer, honestly. It's because we kept talking about it on radio, and I was just like, man, like, Mel just knows all this. I don't. And so, Mel like, I the went show. and started a franchise mode, <laughs> and I, like, took, like, a deep dive into it. I was like, yeah, okay, makes sense. Got it. Yeah, I would freak out show. early on playing it and be like, oh, no, like, Alex Gordon is a free agent after this year. And then it turns out, no, he's not. I just have to offer him something called arbitration. Whatever that is. Nope. <laughs> I have, that's where I learned uh, redshirting was in college football. Yeah. Playing in NCAA because I redshirted all my stars. And I was just like, why aren't they fucking playing? Like, yeah, I got an extra year. And I was like, you redshirted. I was like, ah. Yep. Yeah. Or I would lose guys to free agency because they would hit their six-year mark. And I'm like, no problem. I'm just going to offer you this arbitration thing again. <laughs> and you'll be there. No, no, no. That's how you lose free agents in baseball. Ah, that's the mark. That's yep. a restart. So that's uh, – Similar with, you know, the NBA. The NBA's got some weird contract things, mm-hmm. too. I haven't played much of NBA The Show. Or not NBA The Show. Uh, NBA 2K. 2K. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I haven't played a lot of it. PS5 just rename all the games? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a new addition. Uh, speaking of things that we like to do, uh, scary movies. Top five scary movies. You love scary movies. <sighs> I'm going to... No, I was about to be like, you know, like, low-key, I kind of don't mind. I think you should mention the fact that last week or so, you talked about your apartment and how there's a child living above you. Uh Uh-huh. Did I talk about it on the show? A lie. Yeah, you talked, I I believe you talked about it on the podcast, how you had a, a kid living above you, 
and how like uh, I think you even mentioned that the people above you were like putting grease in their sink and it kind uh-huh. of leaked and whatnot. Yes. So <laughs> thank you for leading into that. I no. love this story. This this made my so weekend. like I live alone in my apartment. It's a two bedroom loft type deal. It's great and high rise windows downtown Joplin. Absolutely love it. And I got neighbors above me and. From what I thought, they had a kid. No big deal. But, you know, at times when you're just kind of chilling on the couch, scrolling on your phone, just hanging out, all of a sudden you just hear, like, these footsteps running up above you. You're like, oh, what the hell is that noise? And you realize, oh, it's just a kid. You know, you hear him giggling and playing. And, well, my apartment kitchen uh, flooded. Someone had a grease from above, and the pipes are all the same. Anywho, my sink over floods. Got to call the landlord in. Boom, she's coming in fixing it. Plumber comes in. He's, you know, clearing out the pipes, and I'm having a conversation with my landlord. He's, and she's like, how are things? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's good, you know, and then kind of just start talking about who some of the neighbors are, who's moved out, who's moved in. I was like, yeah, the people above me make the comment of, ah, oh, it's just kind of creepy when, you know, you just hear the kid running through and it's just kind of quiet here. And she goes, huh, like, I don't think they have a kid. So I, got, I was like, oh, they don't? And she was like, no. So like, maybe they have, like, friends coming over and stuff with the kids. And I was like, oh, maybe that makes sense. And then when I said it to you guys last night, it was like, uh, there's no kid. That's a ghost, my guy. <laughs> because you've you've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. And not even on the, like the podcast of just like, oh, this is what happened. Story. And this is this or like is, heard a kid laughing, playing upstairs. This is gonna creep me out even more. <laughs> it's always the same amount of steps and noise in the same spot of the house. <laughs> and there's no kid. <laughs> and then it just it stops, and I'm just like, okay, I guess the kid's done playing, or like mm-hmm. maybe the parents got onto it. Yep. Fuck, dude. I don't know, man. I don't want to use the J word. Because the but... building did used to be an old Ford factory. Oh, Maybe... oh, and this weekend you did the ghost the ghost tour thing. Yeah, so I've got a pu- I, I got a new puppy, uh, oh, not this you? weekend, the weekend before, yes. But and the reason I mention that is because I go to take him out on a walk, and Joplin does this thing called Third Thursday. If you listen to the show for a while, you've heard us talk about it. <laughs> and uh, they did a special Halloween version of it. It was the last one of the year, and they were doing a uh, Haunted Buildings of Joplin tour, and... <laughs> let them in or they're, they're walking down the street and I take my dog out for a walk and I'm like man there's a whole group of people like standing in front of the like the building I'm like what's going on catch up to him with the dog dog's going pee and I'm over here I'm like oh yeah now this building this one's haunted and stuff and then I start thinking I was like they're in front of my building were they talking about my building being haunted and it's dark outside there's all these people and my puppy's taking a shit and peeing and whatnot and I'm just sitting there the whole time like froze for five minutes like my building's really haunted I thought Mad Mel were just messing yeah, with it. been bullshit for this. It's haunted. Two years. <laughs> I, I, one, I wish that I could have done the tour. I didn't know about it. I thought you guys definitely did. And like, I, I, would I, have, well, I would have actually enjoyed that. I didn't want to bring it up in case it was my building, and you guys were like, dude, and you guys would just extend the story, and I would not, I wouldn't be there. I would have to move out. I really wish that we would have just been like convinced you to do the tour. Then, I almost I thought about it just so I could hear it because mm-hmm. I almost even walked up to him. I was just like, "Hey, uh, was this building a part of your haunted building tour?" I just I didn't have the I didn't want to hear the answer be yes. Right, that's what yeah. it was. I wish we I would have like joined the tour and signed up for it, mm-hmm. and then we just like stumbled upon like the last stop is like your apartment, and they're like <laughs> most haunted building in Joplin, Missouri, right here. Fuck, Joplin's <laughs> weird too. It's got a weird history. It does, yeah. It's a weird little town. Uh, it's old. It's a very old town, uh, too, which is a little bit surprising. But top five scary movies. Uh, do you want? Do you want to draft these? You want to give your top five? Um, I'm ready for either. To be honest with you, I have a whole slew of movies that I've just absolutely terrified me. Okay, give me your top. Them. Let's do your top five. Then my top five. My top five. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. Number one, Sinister. 
that clicking noise of the camera when the kids are the ones in control of it as they're after they've killed their families or they've set up the scene like the film rolling mm -hmm. creeps me out and i've also heard with that movie because i think they made two of them and i think it's the first one when it ends that the sinister dude like comes sprinting into the camera on the screen or whatnot it scared the shit out of me the first time i seen it and uh Oh, where was I going with it? I, I heard that in Sinister, at every scene where they show the crime of the picture that the uh, detective is looking at or whatnot, the main character, that his face is in there somewhere. Hmm. But you have to look for it. And so, I'm just like, eh, I'm good. I think I've seen Sinister, but I confuse it with another movie. Hmm. I don't... I honestly, I don't know if I've seen it. Well, the second one's even creepier because the, the, it's the same family. It's not the same family, but the throughout the movie and the second one, it's the same family that's haunted, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And in the last scene, you're trying to figure out what some of the family members are, and then it goes to the kid rolling the camera in the middle of the crime. But in the Ch first, uh, one, children scare me, which is probably yeah odd, but. Do you they, remember? They so, do you remember the sinister? It's they pretty much figured out where like you're in a house that's haunted, and then you move. But when you move, that's like the it goes you with die. you, yeah. right? Yeah, I feel like there's so many movies like that though. Even that's like some of the Conjuring movies. Because I figured out the this is one thing about scary movies that kind of keeps me interesting, especially about the Conjuring, because this is also on my list. It's enough of a mystery and detective movie where mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out the yep. crime while also being scared shitless. Yeah. I watched the series uh, The Watcher on Netflix mm -hmm. this past week. It's pretty good. The Watcher? The Watcher. It's a, based off a true story. I think they get a little bit in the weeds uh, about a family that moves into a house. And somebody keeps writing them letters oh, of yes. like, hey, I'm watching the house. But it, it was based on a true story. I think I've listened to a podcast on it before. It was a pretty good series, but it really it kept me wondering. And I'm not like trying to like brag about it, but usually I can kind of figure out what's going on in a movie kind of quickly, so I'm not like super surprised at the endings. This one kept me guessing the entire time. It's like a seven-part series, and I kept going back and forth on like, oh, this is the Watcher, that's the Watcher. And it, it kept me guessing. But I Sinister... I should try. I should watch it again because I'm not 100% sure if I've seen it. I think that I probably have, but I should watch it again. Mm -hmm. uh, my next one, Paranormal Activity. That movie has just still lives with me. Uh, I, all of these movies, you're going to hear me say that a lot during this list because they have. That's why they've creeped me out because they live rent-free in my mind. Just different parts of them do. And with Paranormal Activity, it's the being yeah. drug out of the bed by your feet and then taken through the house and down the stairs. I can't sleep with my feet outside the covers because of it. Cause it's and like, I think that was the case. first one that brought in, like, the night vision camera. Yes, it like, was. Oh, it wasn't and they made, that, like, five of them. I was just saying, that one, I think, was also sold of, like, these are real events mm -hmm. that we've recreated. That's what really creeped they me out They do such a good job on that stuff with movies. Like, this is based on a true mm -hmm. story. Well, not really. It's just based off, like, I, I Also, I don't know what movie this was, but I saw a glimpse of it as a kid, and my mom was watching it on TV. I think it was like one of those like Chucky movies or one of those weird like gremlin doll type deals that like they come alive at night or whatnot. But a kid goes to bed and he rolls over and his arm falls off the side of the bed and he gets bit off or something. And as a kid, I'm like, that's the boogeyman underneath the bed. I'm not even kidding you. I cannot sleep with a part of my body hanging off the edge of the bed. What are you doing? Not you, because uh, get of drunk like, and you get the spins. You don't put a foot off. The I bed. put one foot off the, on the floor. 
but I test it. Like, I'm done being dizzy. Foot's back on the bed. Dizzy again. Fuck. <laughs> or at that point, I'm so drunk, I have forgotten about the boogeyman underneath the bed. Uh, what's your third favorite uh, The movie? third one is going to be The Conjuring. Uh, those ones, again, interesting, but still pretty creepy. Uh, and the next one is Signs. Ah. That movie, that got me. Low-key, like, I love that movie. I think it's wonderful. I want to watch it again, but I'm scared to. <laughs> They like the sound. They do a really good job with the music. Yes. And setting you up to be scared because it's just aliens. Like who gives a shit about well, aliens? There's some creepy looking fucking aliens. Uh-huh. That's why. Are you like, you're not like afraid of aliens though, are you? I don't think I'm afraid of them, but I don't know what are aliens going to do. You know what I mean? What's mm-hmm. the point? Like these like ones, if, you know, these ones scared me. Like some news alert pops on TV and they're like, hey, alien invasion. I mean, we're fucked. Yeah. That's not something I think about. I have about a conspiracy often. theory of the radio station where they did a fake alien invasion uh-huh. and it freaked everybody out. Yeah. That was real. But they stopped it in time and they just said it was a joke. It wasn't a joke. That was real the whole time. Paid him off. I had a kid ask me the other day. He was like, hey, what do you think about the moon landing? Yeah. How'd they record it? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? What do I think about it? He was like, well, do you believe it? I was like, I think I do. But like, I. I'm yeah. not going to argue with an 11-year-old about the moon landing. Like, there are definitely some things that are weird about it. It could have been faked. Yeah. In this movie, Signs, the uh, the one scene where it's uh, the little girl's at the birthday party, and then it shows it, like, walking across the alleyway, and it, like, looks over into the camera, still gives me chills. Movie freaks me out. Really? I don't remember that part. Yeah, where the camera just, like, pans over because they're like, where's that? Where's that? Where's that? And then, like, it pans over, and it's like, walks right across and, like, turns and looks its head. Uh-huh. Freaking me out right now. The last one, <laughs> this movie. Gotta stop talking about science. <laughs> yeah. I also have, these are were honorable mentions, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the way that ended freaked me out. And then there's a movie called Terrifier about a creepy clown who just doesn't die. It was one of those like low-budget films, but they did a really good job with it, and it is just absolutely I've scary. I've never heard of that one. But the last one that made it for me is Lights Out. Where and that's the movie where if you turn the lights off or when if it's dark in the room, yeah. the demon can get you. <laughs> But when there's a light, you're fine. Yeah. And so the preview so of this movie like was tr- some shadows and yes. <laughs> and there was one of the scenes where they're in a factory and the lights are going off mm-hmm. one by one by one, and you start to see it like come yeah. closer, closer, and then that last light's off, and boom, it's right in your face. Mm-hmm. I got chills right now, even thinking about it. <laughs> but there's also a scene where she's laying in her bed, and there's a neon light flashing on and off in the yes. room, and it's red. Mm-hmm. And when I lived in that apartment when I first moved to Joplin. <laughs> That light would shine through the window, and then it would blink a couple times at the bank, and I'm just like, that fucking light's going to turn off, and I'm dead because it's going to be dark in here, and it's going to get a full opportunity. Yeah. That movie, just the idea of that being a possibility of, like, it only gets you in the dark, terrifying. Mm -hmm. I don't have to sleep with the nightlight on, but I'm turning a light on before I get up and walk around my apartment. Yeah. A lot of people say they're not afraid of the dark. Like, they are, though. Yeah. It's like, no, why would I be afraid of the dark? I'm just afraid of what might be there. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> if it were light, you would not be afraid though. I that was it. a that was a creative movie concept though. Yeah. Um only one of your movies made my list, actually. Um I think the scariest movie ever made, my numero uno, is The Exorcist. And uh Father of Two, uh had my daughters, I'm trying to get them into like scary movies. So we watched, um, what was it called? Like, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah. It's for, like, tweens. Uh, they're, like, 8 and 10, so I've introduced them to tween movies. 
And it was pretty scary. But afterwards, I was like, hey, okay, you liked that. You've seen, like, other movies like Jaws. We've kind of watched some of the other scary movies. So we just started going through and watching, like, some of the trailers for these other scary movies like The Shining. And then I got to The Exorcist. And I let them watch the trailer for The Exorcist. And I even told them, I was like, this is, to me, in my opinion, this is the scariest movie ever made. And my oldest daughter, Maya, she does not get afraid of, like, anything. Like, if it's a ghost story, she's like, that's not real, so I don't care. Like, that's stupid that people even believe in that. Yeah. And then we get to The Exorcist, and I'm like, well, this one's scary because it's based on a true story. And she's like, what? I was like, yeah, based on a true story out of St. Louis. And she was like, are you serious right now? I'm like, Wait, I'm that was based in St. Louis? Mm-hmm. Yep. I missed that part. <laughs> so the the movie was not based, but the story of the actual little boy was in St. Louis. I thought it was a little girl. They changed it for some like reason. <laughs> Fuck, dude! <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so, why you hate St. Louis. <laughs> I, yeah. So I tell her that, and I'm like, "We're gonna watch this trailer." And even like part of the trailer was like, "This is the scariest movie of all time." What you're about to see is based on true events. And then it shows the little girl from The Exorcist, like, slamming into the bed and, like, moving the bed. And then, like, the vomiting in her face. Uh Both of my daughters are like, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I'm turning it off because I can't watch any more of this. Like, that movie terrifies me. I kept myself so distracted in the movie that I couldn't (laughs) process what was going on. So I was like, this movie's not even that scary. I'm never going to watch it again. But I, I think I watched it with you guys. But it's like, I'm going to keep myself distracted enough to, like, I'm not exactly sure what's taking place. Uh-huh. And I'm not a big, like, I don't know where I fall on the whole demonic possession. I don't know if it's real. I don't know if it's mental health, like, what it is. It's scary. I ain't going to I'm not it, messing with it. I'm not going to Before I watch chance. a movie, I, like, I want to believe it. So if, <laughs> before I watch The Exorcist, I will convince myself, like, yes, this is possible. What's the uh, movie about them going into the woods? And there's like, this is based on a true story. And there's a witch that follows the Blair Witch Project. Yes. So that one was going to be on my list too, because they did, that was like the, the movie that did the best, like media relations, like public relations Mm -hmm. stuff, because they had everyone convinced that that was real footage. Yeah. And it was kind of when the internet was taking off, but it wasn't like good enough to where you could go research and Google like, Hey, is this real? Like, if you were Googling, is the Blair Witch Project real, they did a great job. The answer would be like, yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's how much oh. the internet sucked at the time. Uh, but it, it had everybody convinced that that was real footage. I'll, even, I'll put that as my number two because even, like, I can remember people in our area being like, don't go see it. This is a real yeah. scary movie. Don't go see that one. But it, I didn't think the movie was that scary, but the lead up to it was phenomenal where i actually bought in and again like don't ruin it for me and tell me like hey by the way this is not real i want to go into the movie and experience it like it was real that's the movie where they're in the woods and they think they've only been there for a day but end up being like almost like a week goes by right and then she like loses the map and it's like a big deal and they've been it's like handheld footage yeah and it's a a ledge that's like hey this is this is what happened we found their video cameras and now we're going to show it to you. So it's a lot of handheld stuff. Yeah. Super low budget, cheap movie. But I think they put all of their resources into 
promoting it and did a bang up job <laughs> because uh, you know people like me fully bought into it. So that was another good one. I did have The Conjuring on there too, mm-hmm. and I think that all of those movies are just so well done. Yes, they, you know, when for you most incorporated the nun. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, that's you're good. Mm-hmm. freaking terrifying. And the fact that that's another one that it's like, hey, these were real people. They mm-hmm. weren't going around, and they were doing some of this real. You know, so you have a room of all the demonic stuff that you've, like, saved or whatnot? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely uh, not. No. That's going to be a no storage container and somewhere else, pal. I'll throw this one in there, too. Um, Amityville. Amityville was also the – I don't know the name of the family. Like the husband and wife that go around with the conjuring. They also did the Amityville horrors where um, there was a murder in the house. Again, that one's supposed to be real. And then the people buy it. They come back and they're like, hey, this is messed up. Let's call in these people to go over the house. So like the Conjuring slash Amityville, I feel like that's all in the same like universe. They did a really good job. And for there to be like a series like that mm-hmm. in every one of those movies, pretty damn good. Pretty impressive. And also scares the shit out of me sometimes. <laughs> I've not heard of the Amityville. I just looked up the uh, – I looked. I'm good. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I'm all right. <clears throat> There's a Ryan Reynolds version. I saw that. I was like, oh, Ryan Reynolds is in it? His yeah. name's George? I'm good. And he is ripped. Really? Yeah. Good for him. I don't know what it is about a guy chopping wood, but like, if I were gay, that's what would do it for me. Because <laughs> you get Ryan Reynolds out there, shirtless, chopping wood. It makes me think. Hmm. Like, probably not, but... <laughs> <laughs> If there's ever going to be a moment to like turn me or you know, awaken me, it's going to be some dude chopping wood. <laughs> and in that movie, it's Ryan Reynolds. So <laughs> that's the peak. <laughs> What's the gayest thing you've ever done? Watch Ryan Reynolds chop wood. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, there's a guy that does it on TikTok. <laughs> oh, I know. I Bradley to, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. I try to watch it. I'm just like, I just... <laughs> Like, I don't, I can't, like, I don't get it. Like, I can't be like, this is hot. Like, I just like, he just. But you know that it is. Like, I'm not attracted to it. I'm trying to listen to what time. he's saying. Cause I like it when girls do the reaction video and where he's like, what is it? He says something like, come back or something. And the girls are like, oh, and I'm like, jotting that down for the bedroom. <laughs> like, I'm taking notes on what I need to be saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, Thank you, Mr. Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm straight, but I also understand why that gets people going. <laughs> so in Amityville, uh, Ryan Reynolds has a scene yeah, yeah, where he's chopping one. But it is, it's a pretty good story. There's a, there's a really good podcast on it, on Amityville. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't I don't find podcasts that I can't. That scary. I can't do the podcast on the scary stuff because, like, <laughs> I'm an audio person. So, like, yeah. to I don't. If I hear something, I visualize it. Uh-huh. No matter how fucked up it is, what you just said to me. Like, if you make a joke, if you make a your mom joke, I'm like, God dang it! Like, now, like, stop. That's my mom. I don't want to think. I don't want to picture that in my mind. Now, after hearing it, so even with the, like those scary podcast stuff, it's. I remember listening to one with you know the lady that I dated through with a girl that I dated through school. And it was about how this, like, nursing home or whatnot, this nursing place, some guy came in and, like, killed all the nurses. And he's just, like, walking through this pile of blood when the detectives got there. He's like, that's how brutal all this was. I still think about that shit. I'm just like, man, that's weird. Yeah. Stuff sticks with me, man. It creeps me out. There, there is a really good podcast about it, though. And, again, that's another one of those true story ones where there was a family. Their oldest son murdered the whole family. 
That's true. But then another family moved into the house afterwards, and they started having some creepy things happen to them, and that's where the movie picks up, hmm. which is pretty scary. And then there's uh, there's a time in that movie where it's like 3.13 every night. Something weird happens. Mm-hmm. So when I was in high school and we went and saw this movie, we get back to my friend's house, and he's, his parents are like gone for the weekend. So like we go see a scary movie, and then we go back to his house, and we're probably like drinking a little bit. We set every alarm in his house to go off at 3.13 <laughs> while he's there by himself. It scared the shit out of him. Yeah. Like we were gone, we, but we like... We set the stove alarm. We set his parents' alarm. We set his bedroom alarm. Every alarm or clock that we could find, we changed it to 313. I think we even took the batteries out of some of the clocks, like the wall clocks, changed it to 313, took the batteries out. Oh, fuck you guys. (laughs) That is so impressive. I want to know how long it took him to build up the courage to get out of bed and go turn the alarms off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, how long are you sitting there listening to every alarm in your yeah. house? How long off? are you frozen to be like, what is happening? Where the only thing you hear is the alarms in your heart just racing in your chest. Uh-huh. So that is a pretty good movie. I don't know that it's super scary, but you should – you could watch. I think you'd be fine to watch that one. Yeah. Let's see. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but another one that was super scary for me because I watched it when I was way too little was – a Nightmare on Elm Street, the Freddy Krueger movies. My mom talks about this because she watched it at a friend's house and then had to walk home and the street yeah. just happened to be Elm Street. And she said there was like a big gush of wind and it, the trees started like, you know, waving, of course, in the leaves. And she said she just like sprinted home after that. She's like, I never went back to her right. house. And the whole thing is like, hey, he's going to get you when you sleep. Yeah. Like when you're the most vulnerable. Like everyone has to sleep. Like Jaws, not scary. So I'm not going in the ocean. <laughs> but guess what? Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Eventually, I'm going to have to sleep. Shit. I can be all hopped up on cocaine, caffeine, whatever. Eventually, I'm going to come down, and I'm going to have to go to sleep. Yeah. That's when he gets you. And that movie terrified me when I was a kid. Ooh. Terrified me. I would not recommend you watching uh, that one. And then my last scary movie um, is The Birds. It is literally an Alfred Hitchcock movie about birds that go crazy and start attacking people. Is that the movie where there's like a person walking down yes. the street and mm-hmm. it's just as huge? So I thought it was bats. They're it like was, crows. I thought it was bats, man. I, that's why I've been so scared of bats. I was like, man. no, that's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing that always got me impressed too as a kid with Batman. I was like, dude, he just, bats don't eat them. I yeah. know he's one of them. Uh huh. No, that was birds. We should have also Shit. like nominated like movies that have super scary scenes that aren't scary movies. Some of the stuff in Batman, I was like, well, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. Falling and then all the uh, bats surrounding you. Mm-hmm. I used to also be terrified of Goonies. Not terrified. When I was little, Goonies scared me. Yeah, there's some weird people in that movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never watched it growing up. Yeah. Some people were surprised by that, but I was just like, eh, I just never really got into it. Yeah. Um, a couple others that I had. I had Paranormal Activity. Um, it, I think, is scary. It's a, it's a really good movie. I, uh, humble brag, read the book. Cool. So <laughs> the book is really good. It's actually a little bit different from the movie, but I, that's one of my favorite books. And then they did a really good job with the movie as well. And another one, The Ring, that movie, mm-hmm. The Girl. Is that the one where she climbs out of the well? Yes. That Like, she terrifies Or is that me. Poltergeist? No, that's the one no, that's that comes the TV. out of the TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that fucked me up. The Grudge is that the? That's it. The Grudge. The Grudge and The Ring. I feel like they both had a creepy girl. Yeah. They might. Are they connected? Are they the same movie? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that one creeped me out though. That was a the good one. The Fog. I think that was a movie that kind of creeped me out as a kid. That's another really good one. That's a Stephen King book as well. Oh. The Mist. Is that the one you're talking about? Is that about? what it is? The mm-hmm. Mist, yeah. I yeah. didn't watch it because my parents were like, this is a scary movie. You don't want to watch it. And I was no, like, watch That's it. It's not scary. Me. It's not. Oh. It's more of those like suspense things. That is the best ending to a movie I've ever seen. And it's, it's like different from the book. Well, I know ending. how you are, so I'm going to assume that that movie ended sadly because you don't like happy endings. <laughs> It is the best ending to a movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I'm assuming everybody it. dies. <laughs> Again, that's like I hate movies where I'm 15 minutes in and I'm like, I know it. That's the killer. Yeah. So if you get a good movie that gets me guessing and doesn't end the way everybody expects, the ending to that movie is perfect. All right. Yeah. But you should watch it because it's not super scary. Uh, Candyman is another one that got me. As a kid. And that's like you go and you say Candyman in the mirror three times. Nope. For me, that was Bloody Mary. My little sister did it. Scared the shit up out of me. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of good uh, scary movies out there. I think Get Out is a great movie as well. So I, I agree. Yeah. That one didn't. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't feel it didn't scary scare you because that. you're white. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I should laugh at that or not. I thought it was. It's one of the best. Written movies I've ever seen. It was very suspenseful, yes. Mm-hmm. And so creative, too. To be in, like, when that movie come out? 2019 or so? Yeah. And to have an original, creative, scary movie idea? Mm-hmm. You gotta give people credit for that. Well, I mean, it's uh, Jordan Peele, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. I, all of his scary movies that he's come out with is like, hey, man, like these are a little too fucking good. Like, maybe just take a step back. Like, yeah. I'm really scared. Yeah. And the to be that guy that's like, hey, out. I'm funny. And then, psych. I'm yeah. scared of shit out of you. Uh, I got some pretty deep thoughts here. Let me go ahead and mess you guys up. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good movies. Uh, let us know what your favorite scary movies are as well. There's a couple that I need to go back and watch. I got to figure out Sinister. I don't know yeah. if I want to watch that one by you myself. You should watch that one. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not watching any of these, hopefully, ever again. <laughs> so, uh yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us tonight. Uh, we do appreciate you guys joining us, talking football and uh, a lot of scary movies. Yeah. You've got like one week left, and then we're done with spooky season. I hope we can make it. I hope so. TBD. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us again on uh, the Sunday night or Monday morning. Whenever it is you're listening to it, thank you guys, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday.